Welcome to the Thought Lounge Podcast. This is the final episode of our second Big Question series. Our guests in this episode are Gary McIntyre, Eric Silverman, Olivia Light, Logan Mitchell, and Andy Philando. Listen to the first episode of this series for a bio of each guest. On this episode, our guests will answer the question, what is your most hilarious life story? For more information on Thought Lounge, visit thoughtlounge.org. Enjoy. I... I just, I feel like I, I try to live my life to like create awesome stories and, um, trying to recall them is like really difficult. But an awesome story and a hilarious story, <laughs> I guess are different things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like the most hilarious is like, whew, I don't know. Like I've had a lot of really funny things happen to me. That's for sure. Um, but, like, what's the most hilarious thing? Like, just trying to, like, fish that out of, like, a big stew of, like, a pretty, like, humorous and fun-filled life is actually really difficult. Like, how do you fish it out to, like, the one thing? Um, so, I don't know. To Like, I'll, pref- I'll preface this story with that. That, like, I don't know that this is, like, the most hilarious story, but... Um, I definitely, like, laughed my ass off in this moment. Um, It was uh, just last year, Mm, just just over a year ago, uh, today, actually, um, my bachelor party um, night two. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Night two. So this is of, of... an over week long epic saga that took a, a road trip from uh, that started here, went out to the desert for a night, and then um, like back south, and then all the way north uh, along the coast up to Seattle, stopping in each major city and having a big ass party in each city um, with friends that I have in every one of uh, every place like along the way. Um, which is honestly the best way to have a bachelor party, I think. Uh, so night two, Tijuana, I'd never been before. Uh, and so that in itself was like, an like pretty amazing experience to like step into this whole like world and culture that's like right there that I never really like, you hear people talk about it, but never experienced it. Um, and it definitely is a different country. Um, as like, as much as like when you go across the border and I, I grew up uh, in Washington and so like going across the border into Canada was like not a big deal They're just American light but that's just like a different America right it's like the culturally you might as well be in the same place um, there are actually stronger more different accents within the United States than if you were to cross the border up there um, but crossing the border to the south um, completely different there's a language barrier I don't speak really any Spanish at all quite honestly um, and just a cultural like culturally totally different world um, so that in itself like set me up for like um, that and the, the premise of the trip being like let's go crazy anything can happen tonight um, this is setting the scene very well already um, and so um, me and my buddies are are like going from bar to bar like uh, and I've, a couple of these guys like 
go to Tijuana on a regular basis, so they know what's up. So it's not like we're wandering aimlessly. Like we had some places that we were specifically trying to go, and we're drinking um, palomas and mezcal and beer, and uh, you know, as you do on a night where the intention is to party hard, um, and we're like dancing and some like club like outdoor club where like everyone around me like I know that I can't talk to anybody because they, I'm in Mexico and I can't speak Spanish um and uh we end up um tw- towards the end of the night and by the end of the night I mean like very early in the morning uh we end up at this strip club and uh rules about strip clubs are a little bit different in Tijuana um and that there are much, much fewer of them. Um, and uh, however, one rule... Rules, not strip clubs. Right. Um, one, one rule, however, uh, definitely is that um, these girls are working and they need to get paid. Universal rule of strip clubs, okay? And a friend of mine found that out kind of the hard way. Um, <laughs> uh, and so... At one club in particular, uh, they do this like show where two girls get on the stage and um, essentially just cover themselves in like shaving cream, um, and then like slide around. And I mean, literally, like slide around the stage because it's like a pool of shaving cream. I don't know how many cans they go through, but it's just like, it's like, it's like a mini foam party on the stage. Um, it, it's crazy, and like you know, and they slide around, and um, guys just put out money and like. And the girls come over and grab it, right? Um, well, guys put out money. The girls grab the money. The guys grab the girls. Like, that's the exchange. Um, and so uh, my buddy, who... Th- this is, again, after a very long night of drinking. But he started earlier. Is still, is still standing. We're all still standing at this point, but, like, barely. And so he goes and grabs one of the girls and they're like alright give me some money and he's like oh, I don't have any money like sorry and um, the girls are like oh really well you're gonna come up on stage here then and I was not close enough nor was it quiet enough in the club uh, for me to hear exactly if they had words at all or uh, what exactly the interaction was but next thing I know he's being pulled onto the stage um, his cell phone is pulled out of his pocket and gingerly handed to me. Somebody else hands, uh, and, and then his, uh, his glasses get handed to somebody else. Very politely. I was very impressed with that. And then they proceed to completely cover him head to toe in shaving cream and tear all of his clothes off. <laughs> and, and I can barely breathe. I'm laughing so hard. Um, because honestly, like, this was the best show of the entire night. <laughs> um, and they, like, are, like, like he's, like, struggling to get away, and he can't do anything because there's two of them, and they, like, keep pulling him back and, um, and literally, like, smothering him with parts of their body that you can imagine would be appropriate to smother someone with in a strip club. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it, it's... At this point, it's just, like, it's unrecognizable who is on the stage. It's just, like, a writhing, like, mass of, like, human-shaped, like, foam. 
um, <laughs> gasping for air. Um, pretty amazing uh, show ends. <laughs> he comes off the stage and they give him a towel and um, like he like wipes his face off and whatnot and we go outside. Like and we're like, all right, we're out of here. This is the end of the night. We're done. And um, <laughs> and he steps outside and he's still got shaving cream on him. Like. <laughs> looks like he's wearing shaving cream pants still and then we have to go and stand stand in line to wait to get back across the border for like three hours and he's freezing and half covered in shaving cream still um so i don't know maybe i'm laughing at uh my good friend's misfortune but that was like the greatest gift he could have given me on my bachelor party honestly (laughs) it was it was, yeah. I don't know, it was great. I don't know why that, out of all things, like, popped in, uh, came to mind. I'm sure I have better stories, but, uh, I don't know, that was a pretty fun one. <laughs> that was Gary McIntyre. Next up is Eric Silverman. Uh, I think the funniest story I have, I have two pretty, pretty good ones. Of course, they both have to do with maybe consuming too much alcohol but they're really funny there's the one time in the philippines i was out there building a wave and it was the guy the owner the client that bought the wave it was his birthday so we went to this restaurant and i didn't eat anything all day didn't really, and they just started filipinos can drink like the, the big guys can drink a lot and i just kept for some reason i thought i could drink as much as them not the case but apparently I went to the bathroom they're calling my name so I just walked out of the bathroom my pants were at my ankles and I just tripped and went face first in the ground chip and split my chin open bleeding everywhere had to go get stitches everything like that. it was great and, I, and they kept making that like I was bleeding I wanted to keep partying and they like literally had to pick me up carry me to the car to take me to the hospital to get stitches it's pretty epic and then the next morning I didn't no, I had stitches because I had a big beard and everything. And then another time when I was in Mallorca, Spain for the World Championships for the barrel, um, it was like the first night all my friends like from South Africa, all that kind of stuff came out. And uh, so it was the first night that all of us like went out and partied. And I had been there like a month before for the grand opening of that place. So in the one bar we went to, I had taught all those bartenders how to ride. So like I showed up and it was just like, Shots, shot, shot, shots. Next thing you know, I was behind the bar DJing. Then I was uh, dancing on the bar. Then they gave me, then I was bartending. They just gave me a bottle and I was just pouring it. But they're like, one rule with every drink you pour, you have to pour a drink for yourself. Apparently, I confessed my love to s- someone, some Scottish girl, supposedly. And then I, I guess I was trying to speak Spanish to another girl, but it that girl's it was that Scottish girl's sister but I thought she was Spanish and I was trying to speak Spanish apparently when I'm really drunk I speak perfect Spanish I was told so I guess sleeping in all the, all those years of sleeping in Spanish cash played off um, but that's not even like the kicker the kicker is finally get back to my hotel room and then I start feeling sick so I like grabbing the trash can like just dry I like puke maybe once but the trash can had holes in it so it just kind of seeped to the floor <laughs> I like sleeping I'm basically sleeping in my own puke but I'm not like being able, I'm not just can't sleep and I'm just screaming I don't want to die I just want to live for about two hours I guess is what they said 
I remember like screaming all this stuff. I just don't remember like the time length of me screaming it. But like the one guy I was sharing a room with didn't go out because he was all jet lagged. So he's just there like laughing, watching me. And like the next day, I, I to this day I've never been so hungover in my life. And I and so I stayed in my room that whole next day. Like and then at five o'clock, it was like a writers meeting downstairs in like the restaurant. So I walk out and go down. It was the first time I left the room the whole day. And I walk into the restaurant, fifty people just start screaming, "I just want to live." And I like I made the slogan of the trip, and now that's been like my slogan, like legitimately on like my board graphic. It says, "I just want to live on it." And, like it's like made the slogan. It's the great like I just owned it. I was like, "Yes, that was me," and I was epic. And that's that. That is fucking funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The next, yeah, that next day, I just remember it was like the first day my parents came out. Like they flew in that morning. It was like my parents and my sister. So like I walked down the stairs of the hotel. Like was walking around to like the Wave House restaurant. My parents are sitting at this coffee shop right there, and they're just like, I they see like this is it's very hot there. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, a hoodie sweatshirt, sunglasses, just like still shaking. And they're just, like, looking at me, and they, like, call my name, and I look over, and I just, like, keep walking so I don't go over there. And then they came over to me, and they just saw me, and they're like, yeah, we heard you had a little fun last night. (laughs) But, yeah. Ever ever since then, I've always made sure I never, I had, like, my brain has, like, that little clock. I know when it's time to stop drinking. (laughs) That was Eric Silverman. Next up is Olivia Light. I think one of my most hilarious life stories wasn't funny at the time, but ended up meaning a lot to me. Um, I, when I was younger, because I grew up in Mary Mesa's predominantly Asian community, um, I would be teased for having like curly hair and these big eyes and this big nose. And I didn't really look Mexican, but I didn't really look white. So I was just kind of like shuffled into the unknown group. Um, But I was really sensitive when I was younger, and so it it hurt me to be teased. So what I did one day, I told my mom, and I was so confident, I was like, I want to go get a haircut, and I just want to cut my hair super short. And so we went, and I got this really short haircut, not knowing that my hair was going to go even shorter because it's curly after it dried. So it was... I was devastated when it came out. It was horrible, and it was it was crooked, too. I actually remember the hairstylist not doing that good of a job. And then to make it worse, I came home that day, and I said, okay, well, you know, my hair doesn't look all that great, but maybe what I can do about my unibrow is I can just shave a little part of it off, and then, you know, it'll it'll kind of offset the hair look a little bit. And I went a little too far and I took off like half of one of my eyebrows. So I went to school with this like really non, not, not even close to even bob and half of my eyebrow gone. And I had to lie and say that my brother did it. And it was really embarrassing. Um, But reflecting back on that situation, I really feel like after I did that horrible makeover of myself, I've really taken a step back and that was the one day that I was like, okay, trying to fit into, you know, everybody else's look doesn't work so well for me. So I'm just going to rock the hair and, you know, the natural, I don't rock the unibrow, but, you know, I keep it pretty natural. So um, it, it ended up being beneficial. I can laugh at it now and I can, you know, kind of brush off the judgments of other people. So. 
That was Olivia Light. Next up is Logan Mitchell. So I had just moved to San Diego from living eight years in San Francisco. This is January 2011. And I, as I am wont to do, I go to thrift stores often and even more appropriate at this time because I had just moved to town. And I'm shopping around, and because I just moved to town, I was looking for picture frames, and I'm looking um, through all the frames, and I pull, I pull down a picture frame, and I'm, I'm recognizing a person in this picture, and I was like, oh, that's, that's my friend. Oh, wait, that's me. I found a framed picture of myself at a thrift store, and not just me, me from like five years before, with my one of my best friends who then was a bridesman at my wedding and his then girlfriend who is now his wife and the mother of his child at his birthday party like five years before that in San Francisco and I'm like looking at this picture going what the fuck is going on here like this I mean I I can't I don't know if anybody has ever had a more surreal moment than I had when I found a picture of myself at a thrift store in a city I had barely lived in for a month of me years prior in a different city. I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. So I immediately, so the people who lived, the people who were in the picture with me then lived in San Diego. They had moved from San Francisco to San Diego. So I immediately called my friend Corey and I was like, um, hey dude, why is there a picture of me at the thrift store in a picture frame? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's the picture from your birthday party when you drank seven Chimay's and we had to d- drag you up the stairs. And he's like, wait, I love that picture. Why is it a thrift store? And he's sort of covers the, 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 um, the phone. And he's like, Molly, what, where'd that picture go? The one from my birthday. And she's like, Oh, um, I donated the frame. Maybe I forgot to take the picture out. And he was like, that is bullshit. You always hated that picture. <laughs> They're like fighting with each other on the phone. And I'm like, I don't care what's going on. I'm buying this picture. And he's like, he's like, how much is it? I'll pay you back. And I was like, there's no fucking way you're getting your hand on this picture again. Like, this picture is coming home with me and you're never going to do anything more than see it from the other side of the room. And he was like, super bummed. And she completely was like, oh no, oops, the picture is gone too. Like, completely didn't even, oh God, that was like the craziest. It seriously just makes me like, feel out of my body to think about that experience since finding a picture of yourself and did they give you a discount at a thrift store so I go up to the counter and honestly I'm like kind of embarrassed for some reason and I'm kind of like I'll buy this and they, they didn't even note I mean they didn't even notice that it was me and I couldn't bring myself to ask him for a discount so I paid full price for a photo of myself in a frame at a thrift store in a new city that I had just moved to that was Logan Mitchell next up is Andy Philando so, uh, hands down, the funniest life story just happened to me a few months ago. I think it was fall quarter this year. Um, I was in my apartment, and I was masturbating, right? I was jacking off, whatever you want to call it, uh, which isn't funny in and of itself. You know, people do that all the time. But what's really funny is, so right around the time that I ejaculated, actually, the exact moment, uh, somebody... Rung, rung my doorbell. They were somebody like knocked on my apartment door. They, they, there was someone. It was a human being at my at my apartment door, my front door, and I was laying in my bed, having just ejaculated. So I thought, "Fuck, what am I going to do about this?" 
so I, I just like panicked and because nobody else was home. Nobody else was at my apartment. Uh, and I got my towel or my toilet paper, whatever I had. I think it was toilet paper. I just like, you know, cleaned myself up because obviously I was laying in my bed and so it was, you know, I needed to, I needed to be, I need, I needed to be presentable for the person at the door, you know, so that I cleaned myself up and I got the door. And I find that it was, uh, you know, one of my neighbors uh, just came to get some, give me some brownies and I thought, wow, this was, this is, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like God, like if God exists, he's like pranking me right now because... Like, I've never, like, nobody's ever come to my apartment specifically to give me, like, just to give me brownies, not to say anything, just to give me brownies, right? And so, what's, what's hilarious about this story is when I was talking with him, you know, small talk, whatever, like, pretending that I wasn't just masturbating, um, I, I notice that when I go to, like, grab the bag of brownies, I look at my shoulder and there's some semen on my shoulder. And I thought, oh, I really hope that this person that I'm talking to right now doesn't realize that there's semen on my shoulder because that'd be really embarrassing. Um, he didn't notice, actually he did notice, and I just like rubbed it into my skin saying, oh, that's just lotion, don't worry about that. That's, that's yeah, totally not anything other than lotion. And so he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. All right, so I'll see you around. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I, so I took his brownies and, and uh, I ate some of the brownies. And then, and then I, I went back and, and washed my hands. And, and, and then I, I left the brownies out for my roommates because I didn't want to eat all of them by myself. Um, yeah, and, and so that was... Um, that was hands down the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. And that was Andy Philando. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Thought Lounge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get weekly updates every Saturday. For more information on Thought Lounge, visit thoughtlounge.org. Till next time, good thinking always.